Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Look at that NBC News. The reporter doing the stand-up, and he's the only person you can see for miles got the mask on. Yeah, well, who who's he protecting? That's been that's become a big political um, symbol, though. It just has a virtue signal. Uh, absolutely. Now, I I have to wear a mask in my county, and in a lot of situations, I don't want I don't mind wearing the mask at all. No, uh, we're not uh, militant anti-maskers like some of y'all are. I but. am. Uh, I'm happy when I see other people in masks, uh, not breathing on me. Doesn't bother me. Um, but it has definitely become a political symbol of the, the whole Trump didn't wear a mask over the weekend. Biden did wear a mask. Um, and, you know, that's the clear divide and how seriously they take this or whatever. Um, uh, but I don't want to get off on that topic. I am confused when I see people in their car with their mask on. That seems uh, like a step too They're far. They're confused. <laughs> I feel like that's going too far. Who are you protecting? I don't know. Um, uh, but we missed a uh, controversy because we were off on Friday. Yes. 
And Joe Biden, the vice president, if you follow cable news, I realize you've heard this already. So hopefully we bring some interesting, entertaining angle to it for you. Because it was there will be mockery. It was heavily covered by your cable news channels. Well, mostly just your your uh, non Trump hating channels. CNN almost covered it. Not at all. They they almost left it completely out of their coverage. Sure, it doesn't think, serve their narrative. I think they got beat up enough that they finally decided they needed to address it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Joe Biden was on a, um, a radio show that I'm unaware of, but apparently has a lot of political heft in the black world. Yes, it does. Indeed, it's a well-known show. Uh, the Breakfast he, Club or the Morning Crew or the, the Flakes or something. The Breakfast Club, based out of New York. Good name. Hillary made some headlines when she ran on there during her campaign. It's become kind of a, a an obligatory obligatory stop for a lot of Democratic candidates. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden was there. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The world. I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. Wow. The the if you you know can't decide between me and Trump, you ain't black. Is getting a lot of uh, attention, but his his angry blast there at the end about how dare you? I yeah, mean, I, I, that's not, not very good politics. I know this makes me a bad talk show host, but I'm not sure if I'd have heard that that would even have stood out to me. That whole you ain't black thing. Oh my God, it would to me. Really? I don't. I don't oh, think it would. Yeah. But um, absolutely. Okay. Before we get to that, I just okay. want to throw this in. Um. Uh. That NAACP thing, they have put out a statement saying we have not endorsed Joe Biden. Yeah. We've never endorsed Joe Biden. Oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, so and, and, I think that's worth pointing out. But anyway, back to the black. Well, wait a second. Getting back to that, CNN, when they finally did cover the, the story, edited that part out of the Biden quote, the NAACP thing. So even when they admitted, all right, old senile Joe has said something completely unacceptable, <laughs> They edited out the NAACP thing, which is just, I mean, they're liars. They're professional liars. Well, I'll tell you why. I don't think it's a big deal. Then you can blast me. You want to do it that way? Yes. I'll make it all about you. Um, uh, well, with, uh, people tried to turn it into a, uh, or, or did turn it into. I shouldn't use prejudicial terms. People turned it into, or took it as, um, he's saying, you know, as a race, you are, there are certain ways you have to vote. Yes. The Democratic Party has felt that way for decades. And, and has expressed that message and, and every, in a hundred different ways. And both party, both parties, knowing how black people are going to vote, because nine out of ten black people vote Democrat for president every single time, um, they put that into their polling. So it's just, it has been true. It is true. You know, saying it out loud, I guess you're not supposed to, but it's just, it's just what it is. Well, I think, you're, if you're Kanye inc- West and you come out and you're for a Republican, you get killed right. by the black community. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I I think you're being cynical though for a couple of reasons. Oh, I'm Number definitely one, being cynical. There's the no pers- doubt about it. The 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 black vote does vary somewhat. It's a fairly narrow band, but the, you know elections are often fairly close. Um. So it's it's worth getting more of the black vote. Oh yeah, getting eleven percent is better than getting nine percent because it's a lot of people. Secondly, I think one of the great failings of American politics uh, in the last 60, 70 years has been consigning black America, whatever that means, because, you know, I hate to group any group of people together, um, 
has been consigning black America to what a lot of people are calling the government plantation of dependence and defeat and blame and the rest of it. And the Democratic Party has as subtly and cleverly pitched that plantation as a good thing. And I think it's incredibly important to individual human beings' lives that they understand that those policies from uh, from uh, LBJ on have been disastrous for black America. I think this conversation is incredibly important. And Joe Biden went ahead and he said it out loud. Y'all only get to vote one way, so shut up and vote that was like you're supposed to. Somewhat of the, the premise of, of Charlemagne's line of questioning, our Democrat... Have Democrats been taking the black vote for granted for too long? Absolutely. And And it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to continue. Yeah, you're a cynical man. You've given up on humanity. Not me. It's Uh, absolutely worked. We'll get the black vote no matter what. So we don't have to worry about that. Has has worked for years. So I'm going to come and pander to you a little bit. But you, you, look, listen, man. You should mind my record second to none, man. What are you I asking did, me questions I, for? I did think that turn at the end was was strange. With yeah. the, the 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 like, he got aggressive there. I apologize yeah. for that. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So oh, well, he did apologize for that. So Biden doesn't. He <laughs> thanks for the reminder, Mike. So originally, the, when when this blew up, particularly on Fox News, CNN didn't cover it all. Uh, when it blew up on Fox News, then he did issue an apology. We could play that in just a second, I suppose. Um, to hear how he walked it back. Well, initially he Is said it was a joke. Tried enough. Initially he said I was just joking, but that yes. didn't work, I guess, because some black leaders came out horrified that he'd said that. So he had to go further with his apology. We'll play that for you. And, and, and well, then Joe asked the important question: Did I? Is he contrite enough? Okay, we'll find out after this brief message from our <laughs> friends at Simply Safe, the best overall home security system of 2020. It is better than the other ones, and will cost you less. That's not just according to us or to them. Of course, Simply Safe's going to th- say that. U.S. News and World Report looked at home security systems, and they said Simply Safe was the best overall home security system of 2020. You add this to the equation: the fact that you just order online with the click of a button. You open the box. You put in the the sensors where you're supposed to put them. You plug it in. Your home is now protected. In a couple of hours, you can hook it up yourself. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. No big installation fees or anything. And and listen, it's got the doorbell sensors and the cameras and everything you want. You can customize the system. You 60-day money-back guarantee, free shipping. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You realize we're days away, months away at the longest from a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Plus, you got those desperate cannibalistic oh, rats yeah. we were talking about. Uh, simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You know, I don't think I've actually heard the, I just read it. This is the Biden apology. The last thing I want to do, and I shouldn't have been such a wise guy. I shouldn't have been so cavalier in responding to what I thought was. Uh, anyway, it, it was, I don't take it for granted at all. And no one, no one should have to vote for any party based on their race, their religion, their background. Well, um, enough. You. What do you say? Uh, no, it sounded like he had more rambling to do there. Let's not edit out too much of the rambling. The good news it makes a difference. The That's good right. news, I think, for the Trump crowd is Biden's going to do this like fifty times, maybe a hundred times between now and the election, where because he just 
the way he talks, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the classic gaffe in the definition they use in D.C. where somebody actually says the truth out loud. Yeah. Because uh, that is just the truth. Yeah. The de- we as Democrats can count on nine out of ten black votes for the presidential election. Right. So, yeah, we turn our attention otherwhere. Hispanics might go either way. Asians, who knows? Now get in your pen and be sheared. We can count on the black votes. So we don't worry about it. Right. Um. So I, I do kind of want to hear this because I didn't watch Fox News Sunday. This is Chris Wallace asking Jonah Goldberg what they thought of it. And uh, here it is. Would you agree that the, the Biden remark was pretty dumb? Yeah, no, it was uh, it's, yeah, no. it was precisely the kind of thing that a lot of Democrats are worried about Biden doing again and again on the campaign trail. Uh, regardless of the context of, you know, identity politics and blacks in the Democratic Party, just his sort of. In, almost his insecurity to have to take everything to 11 and go just a bit further than the facts or or rationality sometimes allow makes a lot of people very very nervous about Biden and then the specifics of it is just it's 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 perfect fodder for the people who want to heighten the tensions on the Democratic Party um, in all sorts of ways and we're going to see more of this over the summer. So we're going to, you know, we're we're not going to do politics all morning long, but I do want to throw in that. So this is in the midst of he's apparently getting his list short for vice presidential candidate and really seriously looking at Amy Klobuchar. Then uh, then this happened and some are saying, well, he can't he absolutely can't choose a white person now. Oh, boy. Um, I think Amy Klobuchar would be a great choice. I think you want you want people who voted Trump but are worn out by him but would be scared off by a, an Elizabeth Warren, an sure. AOC, a Kamala Harris. Right, right. You get a moderate, earnest, Midwestern former prosecutor. Clearly not a socialist. The, right. The so boring, how can you hate it? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, that's not a bad point either. <laughs> well, I still say there's roughly a one-third chance Biden is not the nominee. Wow! And who would it be, and how would that happen? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> It'd be a brokered convention. People would chuck names up for nomination, and Bernie would say, It's mine! I was the second place! Everybody knows that! If Miss America can't execute the duties <laughs> of the office, the runner-up gets the crowd! Everybody knows that! And the Democrats, That is true. It's hard to argue with that. The Democrats will take a vote. Uh, no. In the, in the words of Jonah Goldberg, yeah, no. Uh, and say, let's have a second ballot now. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, that's that. Because he'll say like 11 more just utterly indefensible things between now and whenever the convention was supposed to be. Obviously. Hey, man, listen. Listen, man. Like Jonah said, he takes everything to 11. That is what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden is a dummy. What, what did he claim? The NAACP endorsed him every time he ran? Yeah. And they've never endorsed him at all? No. Oops. Dummy. Exactly. We're quibbling here. Oh, boy. Um, Haircut Night in America starts this Friday. Do you know what that is? It's exciting. Among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'll Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick caddy for me. And just to see how that kind of would have worked. I mean, now, it might not have been good for me either, because Bill, <laughs> Bill brings up bad things for me as well. 
Everybody knows who's a sports fan and watches TV that Peyton Manning is very funny. Oh, yeah. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He won a couple of uh, Super Bowls, et cetera. If you He's don't hosted football, Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's right, yeah. Drilling eight-year-olds with <laughs> button-hook passes on eight-yard comeback routes yeah. is among the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I think he sends one kid to the porta potty or something. Like... <laughs> So uh, so there was a, a big charity golf match. There have been a couple of these that have been similar, but uh, yesterday it was uh, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson teamed up with uh, Tom Brady, legendary quarterback, the GOAT, according to many, and Peyton Manning, who's like the vice GOAT, according to some, but I know, Joe Montana, I know, settle down. Um, but uh, so it was, it was uh, and they were all mic'd up. And the mics worked most of the time. It was very amusing, especially if you like golf at all. And and it was also very cool because especially Phil, who uh, Phil Mickelson, who's, who's the chatty type, he would explain the shots he was about to hit and how he's going to hit them and how he he sees them and the rest of it. He was my favorite part of it. It was fascinating uh, to hear him. If break you play that down. any golf, I mean, it was like uh, you're writing down notes to listen to him talk. And um and and he would help out his partner Tom Brady, who was who was kind of a, a hack like the rest of us. Um, great athlete, obviously, but man, did he spend a lot of time looking for his ball? But uh, it was just really interesting to, to hear and, and pretty entertaining and pretty competitive, too. And uh, you were just telling me, I hadn't heard this, that the ratings were fantastic. Yeah. And they raised like $30 million plus for various uh, COVID relief organizations. How long did it last? Oh, it was a few hours. Yeah, it was like a golf tournament long, and they're generally on for like four hours in the afternoon. So how did Tom Brady split his pants? I just read that. I, I don't know. Just I was watching, all of a sudden he said, hey, split my pants. So... That's how. <laughs> I believe the inv- it was during a picking up his ball out of the hole. One of those. Th- I think that's okay. when the actually happened. I saw various well, slow motion replay. Well, was he wearing pants that were too tight for him? Well, if, was you, he, if you're built like Tom Brady, you wear tight pants. Was, yeah. he, was he was he doing Tom Brady clothes? Was he wearing Uggs and? No, no, there were no, <laughs> there weren't Uggs with golf cleats on the it bottom. It appeared to be standard golf wear, Jack. <laughs> and then, you know, the form-fitting kind of golf wear is somewhat the style these days, because all Not golfers, for me, it ain't. Well, like, professional golfers are all oh, athletes yeah. and bodybuilders now at this yeah. point. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have a clip, Michael? What? Yeah, we have uh, Tom Brady hitting his one good shot from 100 yards. It oh, was yeah, pretty amazing, yeah. Charles Barkley is the commentator, by the way. Hey, Tom, how many shots you want? This Chuck... Come on, man. I'm going to give you some shots, man. I want All some right. of you. you Chuck, I've been focusing on football, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Man. ready to dominate. I think you just made him mad, Chuck. Oh, no. I love it, though, man. He, he can take a joke. Oh, yeah. oh, go in. Yeah. oh my goodness. You made it. <laughs> wow. Chuck. Chuck. Hey, man. Chuck. I got that's all food. Shut your mouth, Chuck. Take a little of that medicine. Get your butt out of here. So when going to get tough, the tough get going, boys. Uh, Charles Barkley was one of the commentaries, uh, commentators. Very funny. And he was in the guy's ears giving him guff, too. Oh, what a great that. idea. Oh, yeah. And, and they had, They'll do uh, that again. They had uh, uh, one of the young stars of the game. Um, Justin Thomas was uh, in there for a while. Also, John to the guys and asking him questions and stuff. It was, it was really well put on. It rained, but. What are you going to do? Uh, coming up, uh, the latest poll numbers and how we view this whole uh, economic and corona crisis, we're getting further apart. It's interesting. It's become such a political thing. Well, and, and what's especially interesting to me is that there are so many reasons. Progressive America, 
should be on the we've got to open up side of things. I mean, headline the WAPO, for instance, black business owners, 40 percent are shut down. Oof. Okay. Okay, Devastating. I want to talk about that, but uh, mentioning Uggs. Of uh, all the shoe manufacturers in America, everybody's getting killed because you can't go out and buy shoes or anything like Mm -hmm. that except for one brand. What's the one brand of shoes out of, I think, 29 up? Crocs. The croc has made such a comeback during the coronavirus shutdown. Wow. Where people can't see you because they're embarrassing. Yes. Your pride leaks out the holes. That reminds me, Hitler's alligator has died. Oh, yeah, you've got that story, too. Croc's alligators, you know. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I was just reading about the Epstein documentary series that debuts on Netflix tomorrow, I think. It's supposed to be oh, huge. yeah. Um, it's supposed to get a lot of attention. I don't know if it will or not, but one of the headlines coming out of it is there's a guy who claims to have seen Bill Clinton on the... Uh, on the Orgy Island, where he claims he never went. Mm. That wouldn't mean that he did anything awful, but it would mean he lied. He was lying, lying. Right. Um, so I don't know if they can <laughs> nail that down. One 70-year-old dude saying he saw Clinton there is not enough, probably. Uh, he, he admits to flying on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, mm-hmm. although he has lied about the number of times or misremembered. So it would seem, says, yes. Says he was never at the island, though. The Orgy Island, as Mm. people call it. But uh, some old guy is going to say in the documentary series tomorrow night that he saw Clinton there. Oh, there's the spacesuits for Elon Musk's uh, spacemen that are going up in a rocket tomorrow. Very exciting stuff. We'll have to follow that. uh, I'm no fashion designer. I'm not sure I love those spacesuits. Okay. Call it off. (laughs) Call it off. Joe does not like it. Kind of uh, weird looking. Just to pay this off briefly, Crocs, the only footwear brand among the top 30 researched in the Wall Street Journal to have their sales go up, a 14% increase. Wow. People like Crocs. They're just too embarrassed to wear them in public, and now that they're home, they're buying more Crocs. That's really interesting. I think that's excellent analysis. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, this is excellent analysis, too, from Reuters. Uh, actually, they came up with the numbers. Coronavirus deaths are three times higher in Democratic areas than in Republicans. Areas that voted for Hillary, three times as many deaths from corona as areas that voted for Trump. (laughs) That's part of why you have the uh, huge split in views about wearing masks, shutting down or opening up the economy, etc., etc., which is not really surprising. What's Well, it's not really surprising. It's disappointing to me that, that more people can't understand that. City life, urban life, is different than life for other people. One set of rules is dumb. An Axios-Ipso tracking poll conducted last week found that 78% of Dems feel there's a moderate to large risk in attending in-person gatherings. Compared with 51% of Republicans, that's a 27% gap that has doubled since mid-April. So in the last couple of weeks, the gap doubled of whether or not you're afraid to be in a large gathering between Democrats and Republicans. 
Is that uh, changing in the landscape of the disease or people hardening their positions around their political leanings? I don't know which. Uh, When given the choice between being more fearful of the economic unemployment consequences or the health death rate consequences, we're split exactly 50-50 in that poll. As I've been saying, I'm way more afraid of the economic part than I am the disease part. Well, I'm certain... I, we, you are going to be hit by the economic problem. Already have been. Already have. Yeah. So, and and the disease thing, I'm hoping I can avoid it and or get a mild case. You know, hope is not a plan, as Positive Sean would point out. But But, there's a legitimate chance that you're going to pull that off. Not even a chance. That's the most likely scenario. Yeah, I think so. The, The most likely scenario for the economics is I'm going to have less money, a lot less money than I thought I was going to have. Um, that's already happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, the, I, to me, it's a pretty easy uh, between the two, which to be more worried about. But we're evenly split 50-50 exactly as a country. I would actually like to, those of you who are more worried about the disease, I don't know, maybe you just have a different financial situation, a different job, or I'd or, like to hear the explanation. Or, or maybe it's, we're looking at it in too rational a way. Worry as in gut feeling. Um, because... I could see people making the case, I'm more worried about dying or my mom and dad dying than I am about keeping my old car for another year and, and a And therefore, half. I am a good person, and you only care about money, and I care about human beings. Well, that does come into it at some point. By the way, well, I know well, exactly. No, no, but did, did, what did, is a human life worth? I can tell you that exactly, according to the government coming up. Excellent. Back to you. Because I'm thinking of buying a couple of people. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Well, no, but... Yeah, Lincoln? Th- hello? Yeah. <laughs> You took it cynical again. People are That's what I do. People are more worried about uh, emotionally about being sick and or dying than a somewhat in a lot of cases a a minor to medium economic setback for and, and almost certainly temporary unless you're a small business owner and your business goes away then it's a hell of a setback. Oh, which reminds me that um it's so strange to me. Well, it's not strange because people are crazy, but it's it's amazing that progressive America, because they hate Trump and Trump said we got to reopen the economy, is so opposed to reopening the economy when it is it's clear that the economic crisis is just murdering a lot of traditional Democratic uh, constituencies. How about all the people that work at the restaurants? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, working class people, blue collar people, minimum wage people, paycheck to paycheck people uh, tend to be more Democrat in, in a lot of the country, um, certainly along the coast. And and they are just getting killed, economically speaking. On the other hand, you have this from, let's see, where did I get this? It's around here somewhere. Um, I think it was 538.com. Oh, that's right. I, I have it online, not on paper, but... Um, there are now astounding numbers of people making more money on the government dole than they were um, with their jobs. Where did I put that? Which was an argument they were having at the time. But uh, I'm reminded, looking at my list of articles, that we have not for some time talked about the desperate cannibalistic rats mm. and the threat they pose to you and me. Uh, but at any rate, there are a lot of people getting... Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, among... And and this you know what this contradicts my point this 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 makes all the stuff I just said forget it I'm an idiot food service workers are making significantly more ah 
gotcha. with the CARES Act than they were janitorial workers, um, uh, medical assistants. Uh, when you get to sales and retail, it's it's a little bit less. Um, but uh, yeah, they're. Oh, wait a second. Am I understanding this graph? Uh, estimated percentage. Oh, I see. So, yeah, uh, sales and retail, transportation, construction, teachers are all making more. Hmm. That's a tough situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know how they work that out. Well, it's it's temporary. It's worth remembering that unless Nancy Pelosi gets away and she wants to extend it to 2027. Um, to get more people dependent on the government, because once you are dependent on the government, you will never vote them out or vote out your benefits, and she knows that. So, again, it it, it would seem to be, if you looked at it purely on economic-slash-ethnic lines, you'd think the Democrats would be howling for the economy to be reopened, except for the government dole caveat. What if people mostly weighed in on the text line, things we've talked about in the last 10 minutes? <sighs> Obviously, with my tone of voice, you could go with the uh, the least likely. Crocs have struck oh, yes. a nerve. Uh, Crocs, the only shoe sales, uh, in, according to the Wall Street Journal, as they look at shoe sales, the only company out of 30 that actually had their sales go up. No, everybody hates Crocs, you idiot. You idiot. Gotta, gotta, gotta include Absolutely. that. If you have a counterpoint or disagree... You have to call somebody an idiot right. or even a worse name. And hate them. <laughs> yeah, because you can't just like, hey, here's something I heard, or uh, 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 think about this. Yes. No. Uh, not everybody, no, everybody does hate Crocs, you idiot, but they were the only damn shoes available on Amazon. Nobody wanted them, but it was their only option. I don't know whether that's Those true Those were the only shoes available on the internet. <laughs> There's an idiot here, my friend. We agree on that point. <laughs> Uh, I like this one. Crocs are great PPE gear. Easy to slip on and off and disinfect or discard. Mm. That makes perfectly good sense. Yeah. You could simply wash Idiot. Them. <laughs> Did they call you an idiot? They no. don't know how to argue no, at agree. all. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, <laughs> I have a pair of Crocs, and a buddy of mine said, you better be able to fight if you wear those. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a friend who will right. remain nameless who has Crocs that look just like Chewbacca. From Star Wars, and they're called Chewcrockers. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> yeah, I should pay this off just because I came across it, and it was really pretty interesting since this uh, this conversation has come up a lot recently. Whether it's the uh, Secretary of the Treasury, or I think Trump has been asked this a number of times, what's a human life worth? How much should the Dow have to go up? A one senator asked this. How much does the Dow have to go up for one human life? You know, that sort of thing. Ugh. The government actually comes up with a number for that for how much a human life is worth mm. i didn't know they compiled that so mm. i have that number for you whatever you have in mind it's probably it's probably higher than what the government says i would like to buy your life <laughs> says montgomery burns <laughs> is it is it possible is that uh, i don't uh, think it works that out way. in the open or? i don't think it works that way um and then haircut night in america since th- apparently the most dangerous job in the united states of america oh, yeah. is doing so many nails nails or cutting their hair and yet, all the politicians seem to have had haircuts. How interesting. Amazing. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Listen to this. Netflix is going to start canceling customer subscriptions that haven't been used in the past year. You can tell Netflix is getting cocky. They're like, hey, you don't break up with us. We break up with you, okay? Bye-bye. Yeah, what is that? Huh? Why would you cancel subscription? I thought that's what you all... You, it's like your best case scenario. You're not uh, you're not uh, slowing down the internet. You're paying the monthly fee. Fantastic. Mm. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine. Mm. I feel like there's a, some sort of making the numbers fudge a little bit here, right? Like if you cancel the subscription, then they re-sign. You get to count that as an as a subscription, maybe. Mm, that's an interesting thought. Percentage of people and, who are subscribe are watching a show or something. I, I also I knew that know. one of the the big analytics of a lot of these internet sites, internet sites. <laughs> okay, boomer. Um, <laughs> The, uh, oh, he just okay boomered himself. <laughs> uh, is daily active users. So I don't know if there's a metric out there that punishes people for, for if there's an existing account, but it's not being used, if that makes your percentage of you. I don't know. The, the, a lot of the analytics these companies use mm. are very strange to me. Mm. And a lot of them are fudged too. Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Your um... internet ads are not working. They're not getting nearly the clicks they're telling you, for instance. Radio. That's where it's at. And that is true. Yep. Um, Oh, boy, i got to get to this story. Great story in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. The End of America's Era of Military Primacy. Written by a, by a military guy. Oh, absolutely. Who's well, overtaking us, I could, I could the Belgians? Oh, I think it's probably fairly obvious. <laughs> uh, as China's advanced arsenal grows, the Pentagon must focus on emerging technologies, not traditional weapons platforms. It was an, an op-ed piece, uh, an argument being made by uh, you know a military expert. Um, in 2017, we had just left a briefing where we had asked uh, to arrange everyone um, uh, in a conversation about China's growing arsenal of their precision strike missiles, their long-range sensors, their counter space capabilities, all this other stuff. Every senator was invited to the briefing. About a dozen showed up because people weren't interested, I guess. And they got a depressing dose of reality. Pentagon officials in the Obama administration, one named David Ochamanek, I think I remember that person, uh, spoke publicly last year saying, when we do war games, when we fight China or Russia, the U.S. military gets its ass handed to it. We lose a lot of people. We lose a lot of equipment. We usually fail to achieve our objective by preventing aggression uh, through um, uh, projecting power. Wow. You have the great crackdown and giant protests going on in Hong Kong right now, making this all the more real. Yeah, and making point, we wouldn't lose a war. It's not like we're going to, you know, we have to surrender, and now we're part of China or whatever. But we would learn lose, to speak Mandarin. But we would not, uh, we would not prevent it through uh, uh, being so clearly dominant, or uh, be able to avoid losing a lot of men and material. Right, and you know, probably have to come to some sort of an agreement. Okay, you get that island if this ends. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, well, that's clear. Yeah, which is not the way, you know, most of us have in our mind about America. Well, that's that's because as long as I've been alive and most people listening have been alive right now, we've been able to just avoid a war just out of, we would just, we'd just destroy you. We would lose nothing and you would be obliterated. Yeah. So stay away. Yeah, with some notable exceptions. The whole limited warfare proportional thing. Uh, anyway. Uh, maybe I'll get into that more coming up later. Um, I, I tell you what, I realize this is unconstitutional, but I would love to see some sort of moratorium on congressmen uh, lobbying for unnecessary, outdated weapon systems. Let's have you know the generals or the joint chiefs and independent commission figure out what we really need to be spending on and just do that. So what is a human, val- uh, a human uh, life worth? This has come up a lot in the last couple of weeks. People usually 
throwing it around like a like a weapon. It's when, a rhetorical question. When somebody it? talks about opening the economy, how many points on the Dow is worth one human life, Secretary of the Treasury? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think remember Mnuchin saying that's not a fair question. Um, well, there actually is a value, the VSL, the value of statistical life that the government, insurance companies, and everybody puts on a human life. Uh, they use the VSL at most federal agencies, developed over several decades, and it's about $10 million. That's wow. the value of human life. I had no idea it was worth that. If a new regulation it's a nice is, boost to my self-esteem. If a new regulation is estimated to avoid one death a year, it will cost about $10 million and still make economic sense. Now, wow. I read this article, and it Wait got a minute. more interesting as it went along. The dilemma is, how do you value reducing the risk, said this economist at the think tank who's involved in this sort of thing. Uh, advisors study the topic. The economist's answer is to ask people what they think a human life is worth, and then observe the behavior on whether or not it uh, lives up to, because most people would say, uh, human life is, uh, you know, you can't put a number on it. Right. Well, we do put a number on it with, mm-hmm. our, with our actions and the way we live. Economists use public opinion surveys on mortality risk. They look at how much more dangerous jobs pay. They study what people are willing to spend for safety devices, such as bike helmets. The information is then all put together to try to come up with a number. They, um, they calculate uh, how many people are willing to be- obey, for instance, various... Uh, speed limits. Mm. I mean, we are kind of making a decision at that point what we think you know life is worth. Eh, it'd probably be safer to drive this speed, but I'm going to drive this speed. Right. I was running late this morning. I my speed limit was the limit of the engine in my car. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I kid. Of course, my friends in the law enforcement community, I would never do that. I think it's interesting. I got two Fords, Again. and one <laughs> maxes out at 105, and the other one will just keep going until the engine can't go anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why that is. I mean, it's got the one has a limiter on it. The, the the engine clearly has more, but the car won't allow itself to go any faster. By the way, Ford, is there any way to do something about that? <laughs> is there a different chip? Or I will pass along the emails we will inevitably get. I was driving yes. in Germany. I took my car to Germany over the weekend. I was, there on, the I was on the autobahn. Exactly. Embarrassed. Um, but I know that they changed the laws or something. No, they're both they're both the same year. Really That's interesting. I wonder are they? Is it the same model? No. I wonder if one is, I mean, for instance, my car that I commute in is uh, kind of a bloated old man car. Um, it's, it's like, uh, it's a rolling living room and it is not built. It, right. uh, it, it handles, well, I call it a, the whale because it handles like a whale and you would not want to be going very fast in that car just because you couldn't control it. But in the right car, please, 100. But anyway, so the government insurance companies all can back of- up at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> When they uh, when they calculate these things, society apparently has come up with around ten million dollars as the value of a life from the way we react and on what we do safety wise. How much how much a job has got to pay if it's this dangerous before we'll do it? Right. They they factor all this in. It's interesting. Oh, that that is that's so interesting. Yeah, we've we've made this determination without even realizing that we've made this determination. Ten million dollars. See, I'd throw off all of my principles for five. I mean, I'd sell out to anybody for $5 million. So 10, maybe I've been pricing myself too low. I figured no takers, I was too high. But I don't know, maybe I just need to find the right buyer. It's like real estate. But you're still alive in all these scenarios. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I'm just saying, well, yeah. Alive with $5 to $10 million. Okay, so so I would have to die 
to get the $10 million. Oh, oh, boy. So we're talking about my wife having that money. So I suppose they have uh, numbers on there for what a leg is worth or an arm or that sort of stuff, too, huh? I'll give you 100 bucks right now for your arm. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? But I, I need like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 175 for two of them because I think I deserve some quantity discount. <laughs> wow, the price of an arm. None of your business. You, you can't have my arm. I don't care what you're offering. I like it. Uh, Use it every day. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs. With flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.